scammers, frauds, con men. What sort of feelings do you get when I mention these types of people? Perhaps the mere mention of the word scammer just crawls under your skin, evokes this feeling of disgust, of anger, of frustration, or just plain annoyance. I know it does for me. But subhanAllah, when you look at Hollywood today, they always portray these con men and these scammers as people who are so cool and then people look up to them like some kind of role models. But in real life, if you knew about these con artists, you want to stay far, far away from them. You want to avoid them like the plague. You want to avoid them like COVID-19. In fact, you want to protect yourself. You want to vaccinate yourself to protect yourself from the harms of this virus, this disease, this scum of society, right? Ugh. So that's what we're going to speak about in this rather unique episode of the Baraka Effect podcast. Now, I have to admit, personally, when Shahmi first proposed the subject to discuss in the podcast, I wasn't so interested. I was feeling like this was a subject, I mean, really? We have to speak about con men? I'm not so interested. And I thought like, okay, let's just be a good team member and play along. Maybe we can learn a thing or two, inshallah. And subhanAllah, I was pleasantly surprised when we did the research for this. I learned so many new things. I purchased a book just to learn about the subject. I listened to different podcasts and YouTube channels just to upgrade my knowledge about this subject matter. And this subject, which I thought was a simple subject about lies and deception, it turned out to be this very deep, profound study on human psychology that covered topics such as trust, building relationships, our biases and perceptions towards other people and society, the importance of seeking knowledge, and the importance of ikhlas and getting your intentions right. And most importantly, how do we protect ourselves and our family members from being scammed? And if you have been victims of scams, what is the right attitude as Muslims to extract the right life lessons and how do you prevent yourselves from falling into the trap of learning the wrong lessons altogether? Brothers and sisters, I really enjoyed this episode. I think of all the episodes of the Baraka Effect podcast so far, this is the one that I've learned the most new things and we really hope that you can extract a lot of valuable lessons from them as well. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on the Baraka Effect podcast, on our YouTube channel and the podcast platforms, the weekly podcast where we extract pearls, gems and wisdoms from the Quran and Sunnah that we can take practical small steps to implement in our lives so that we can turn them into our unfair advantage to gain success here and the hereafter. <laughs> آمنوا واتقوا لفتحنا عليهم بركات من السماء والأرض الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم so Alhamdulillah, the topic of our discussion today is of frauds, scams and conmen. How do we handle the sea of lies, of deception and lies in society? So before we begin, I just want to share a story of something that happened in 1906 in Germany, in a town called Kopernik. So what happened is, there's a group of soldiers led by this corporal. So while they were marching in the town of Kopernik, they were, in, they were interrupted by a captain who identified himself as Captain Void. So he asked 
the corporal, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're marching to the barracks. And he says, oh, you now guys, all of you, follow me. We have to, we have a mission. I have instructions from the Kaiser. The Kaiser is, back then, before World War One, is known as the Emperor of Germany. So he was the, the, the leader of the country at the time. So they said, we have to investigate the mayor because he is accused of embezzling the, the, the funds of the town. So they all went and on the way, they saw another unit of soldiers and said, you, what are you doing? So they said, okay, okay go, go follow me. We're going to investigate the mayor. So they all raided the mayor's house and they ransacked his place and it says, okay, you, what is your, who are you? You're, oh, I'm the mayor. What's your task here? I'm here to take care of the town funds. Okay, you've been accused of stealing money. Open up the safe, count every, every cent that's in the safe. So they opened up, they counted how much money is inside. Now you can see what's coming. Eh? So it's about 3,600 marks, which is about 4,000 marks. It's roughly around a quarter of a million USD. So it's about 1 million ringgit. Wow, so, so, so the captain was very strict. But Captain Void said, count every cent. I want to make sure everything is accounted for. Ransack the whole house, look for evidence. So they ransacked the whole house, interrogated everyone, including the wife of the mayor. Interrogated everyone. And then he says, this investigation is conclusive. Everyone go to the Berlin police station. Anyone knows what happened next? I'll take the money and pass it to the police to, to bring it as evidence. No. No. Not, okay. not quite. Not quite. Not behind. Quite. Right. So everyone went to the police station except Captain Void. Captain uh, Void. Uh, Captain Void went to the train station. Ajib. He changed into civilian clothing and with a bag of money of 4,000 marks in his hand, he boarded the train and left. <laughs> this guy fooled the German army using a uniform, a captain uniform, and a ton of confidence. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is a real story. This is a real story. 1906 Germany, 100 years ago. Subhanallah. So this story basically segues into the discussion that we're going to talk about, which is about frauds and conmen. So, Brother Shahmi, I believe you chose the topic of our discussion today. Maybe yeah. you want to share with us why you chose this topic. What's Why is it uh, important to you? Okay, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Salatu Wassalamu Ala Rasulillah. Amma ba'd. So, uh, I chose the topic uh, mainly because nowadays, you know, conmen or con artists, if, if you prefer that, uh, take the form of just about anyone. You know, from people who claim to collect all coins, you know, you, have, you get this in Instagram, uh, you know, um, uh, all the time uh, oh. to, to religious figures who lie in the name of Islam. You know, these people, uh, especially the later part, the later one, they have the audacity to innovate things, you know, that are baseless in Islam. So I find this really, you know, bothering and worrying. So, but I am especially intrigued to find out why con, con men uh, attract so many people into believing their lies. Uh, you know, you could say that they are the epitome of soothsayers. Uh, and here in Malaysia... Oh, soothsayers, huh? Okay. Uh, also, yeah. They, they, yeah uh, um, you know, what I mean by soothsayers is that they they, they they use words to attract people, right? Like, they, they use words and they are good with words and they can right. manipulate the environment with their words into, into, you know, into making you to say yes to whatever they are suggesting or be uh, not only con men but you know uh, salesperson sales, salesmen do this as well so yeah <laughs> so this is uh, 
this is one of them. And so here in Malaysia, we have our fair share of scam-related incidents. Uh, one of such uh, took place in one of the states. You know, recently, uh, it's it's quite a uh, it's quite a big deal in Malaysia. I think where they where they held a uh, quote unquote prophetic artifacts exhibition. Prophetic art artifacts. You know, uh, you know they bring in you know for instance uh, like the hair of the prophets or something as they claim it to be. Yeah, some uh, but some people raise the question with regards to its authenticity, while others believe with all their hearts, you know, wow, what they saw was that's the real deal, man. I saw the Prophet Sallallahu hair, uh, strand of hair, you know. Yeah. So there are two conflicting groups, and also another example is the uh, Macau scam incident. Is is it is it called Macau scam incident? Uh, the the it's it's also it's also quite recent. Where yeah, it came in the news, right? Yeah, it came in the news, and um, yeah, one of the ways they conduct the, the scam is by acting as the authority, you know, scaring people into believing that they did something uh, wrong, right. right? Yeah, so that they owe the authority, for instance, unpaid tax or whatever, or what have you. And of course, this comment they they do what they do for the sake of maintaining their you know lavish lifestyle. Uh, this especially. It's true for the Macau scam uh, incident, where you know they actually post their luxury, luxurious lifestyle on Instagram without uh, where, where everyone can follow you, uh, everyone can follow him or uh, him and his wife. So everyone can see what they what they bought with the money that they have, you know. But uh, yeah, that's really I don't know. That's really uh, something strange, like something something amazing, and also. But last but not least, I'd like to say that this is a topic that is uh, relevant for a lot of people, especially now in Malaysia, specifically. So this begs the question: How can we recognize con men? Number one, and more importantly, how do we avoid getting scammed? So these are the two main questions that I would like for us to discuss and to come up with a you know a practical solution, uh, if 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 we can. Uh, so that it can benefit us and our viewers, inshallah ta'ala. MashaAllah, very good, very good. Barakallah fikum. So before we get into the discussion, MashaAllah, let's define, let's put some definitions into place now. What do we mean by frauds, con? Uh, what, what do these words actually mean? Scams? So if I may, I'm just going to quote from a Merriam-Webster dictionary. Yeah? Sure. So what they say, con man is a person who tricks other people in order to get their money. Yeah. Tricks, so, okay. Yep. So they use uh, and and Frank Abag Neil, the famous con man, who yeah. the movie was was uh, done uh, after him. Catch me, Catch me if you can. But mm. so he actually eventually become a FBI agent to counter uh, scammers. So he said, con man is actually people who uses confidence to manipulate themselves into uh, gaining uh, benefit, whether it's money, reputation, whatever. So hence uh. the name con man is derived from confidence. Right. Right. Uh, right. Right. So, so and, you know the example that I gave just now, Captain Void? That's how yep. he swindled the money. Well, he used the what? confidence of the demeanor of a captain with his uh, actions. That's how they, they believed that he was a captain. So he gave him money. And one thing interesting <laughs> about Conman uh, stories, yeah? If you, uh, hindsight, if you read it right now, it, it's funny. Because eh? you find like a famous Conman, like a Natwar Lal, the famous Indian Conman who, who sold off Taj Mahal. We have Victor Lustig, the famous Austrian-Hungary Conman who sailed who sold off Eiffel Tower and yeah, we have Bernie Madoff, the recent one. Uh, Bernie yeah. Madoff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
right now if you read it it's fun is it martial there's this guy come on all this <laughs> ingenious plans and it's it's an interesting read but i'm sure it's it's not that interesting and probably hurtful for the guys who actually in, was yeah. in, lost a lot of things for doing that scam yeah, but, but the, the, the title that the, the, the kind of scam that they come up with it's a uh, it's entertaining in in, in a sense like someone who tried to sell off Eiffel Tower Taj Mahal right <laughs> funny that's a very ridiculous. good point like when we look back it sounds like ridiculous it looks like oh it's obvious but in in hindsight it's easier to say those things when you're in the thick and thin of things they have a plot they have the props and you know if you think about how hollywood can manipulate people into feeling certain things that don't exist yeah, yeah. If you can do that with props and cameras and cinematography and sound effects you can do that in real life if you have the wrong intent to, intent to do it right subhanallah yeah so, so i think that's a very good point that i may highlight it's it's easy to say in hindsight but in, in when you are in the middle of it or oh, it's very hurtful and a lot of people can get victims to this even very intelligent and smart people as well subhanallah subhanallah i also heard in one of the uh one of the videos i um i i, I heard it recently uh, i i looked at it recently so uh, actually the term con man came in the late or in the middle of the 19th century uh, uh, uh in 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 the us in in the us so there was this man he he he's a scammer he's 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 a liar and but he he dressed up as uh, a gentleman so what he does is what he did he went to other gentlemen such as uh, him uh, that looks like him that look like him and when they talk and talk and they gain gain the gentleman's uh, confidence he will ask something like would you lend me your watch just for one day tomorrow i'll give it back to you so when you gain his uh, when 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 trust is gained so khalas i'll give the i'll, I'll lend the watch for you just for one day uh so you so he he got the watch and he and he actually never never gave it back lah to 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 the to the person mm. and at last he was caught by the authority and he saw uh, and then it was discovered that there were lots of watches and you know uh uh and coins and what not that, uh, that that he kept in his house and so the the news came and it was said a confidence uh, it, uh, it wrote uh, it was uh, printed on, on the newspaper confident artist or something confident man so in short con ah, man correct man confidence man so he's he's really confident in what he what he did yeah so i think yeah. the, the keyword here is to be confident even though it's a lie so you tell the lie with confidence and eventually people will believe you yeah and i guess for for some of these con men it's it's not that they are oblivious to what they're doing you know it's something that they are aware of and they take advantage of the flaws of human nature what we have in us our weak spots and basically use it against us so like when we look at, at things when uh, you see a scam for example like you, you think to yourself like how can people fall for these type of scams uh, when it looks so ridiculous you know but actually when like uh, the brother said before the, uh, at the at the during the midst of it it's almost like sometimes difficult to tell the difference whether it's a scam or not because they are using basically your emotions or your weak spots against you and you are basically blinded by by what they're trying to present to you so so that's one thing that it's um i think that what they use as a tool um to uh, carry out their 
scams and cons and whatnot. Yeah, subhanallah, that's a very brilliant point actually. So that brings us to the next part of the discussion now. So what? So as uh, Brother Reza has mentioned, so they actually manipulate your your biases, your beliefs, your perception, the context that you're in, your your emotion, the current state of emotions. They also have a way of identifying that and they can use that to to gain something that they want from it. But let's speak a bit about their side of things. So what are some characteristics of these so-called confidence artists and what's in it for them? Why do they do what they do? And what are the common methods that we see people getting scammed these days? For one, uh, from from the title, obviously it was uh, it's confidence. They exude a certain sense of confidence. Um, whether it be uh, like a very loud, in a loud way or in a quiet way. But when people look at them, um, sometimes people are impressed by the way they look. And like, for example, what Brother Shami mentioned before, wow, yeah. uh, like the Macau scam or all these things, people flaunt their wealth. Uh, these scammers flaunt their wealth. So people have a perception or a visualization of themselves like, oh, this this person has achieved so much uh, by what they have presented on uh, on social media or whatnot, or whatnot. So it must be in the way that they must be doing something right. So I want to follow them, you know. So mm. that's already opening the door to the that um, doubt or that uh, way for them to manipulate you. So that's, I guess, one of the, the traits. Yeah, Another... Yeah, it seems like that they know how to get noticed, right? Mm. Yeah, they know how mm. to 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 get your attention. And one one thing about con artists that I think that every every of them have that they know how to build that trust before mm. they get into you. They will they will do it maybe one or two years or months. They are quite patient for for it. <laughs> yeah, mashallah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I heard uh, there's this uh, uh, the author of the book The Confidence Game, Maria Konikova. He she said she said that uh, one of the ways, one of the characteristics of a con artist is that they would try to get close to you. You know, uh, in in light of what Brother Aziz uh, said, yeah, they they will they will try to uh, show that you you uh, you know they will try to tackle you. By talking about the things that you and him or her, uh, they have some similarities. Uh, what example, you have in example, common? Yeah, uh, trying to common, get connected, yeah. right? Yeah, right. of course, they would do that. First. You know, for, for example, maybe uh, you guys, you guys love football, so you talk about the EPL, you know, the ma- the matches that happened, you know, yesterday, hey, what happened? So yeah. this is a bonding, and then. Yeah, uh, that's how we make friends in school. If you think yeah, about yeah, it, right? Of yeah, course, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so once we, once we, Social once we say, yeah, of course, yeah. Once, once Social we, acceptance, yeah. Once we, uh, you know, identify this scammer as a buddy or friend, you know, everything, everything else is uh, history. You know, uh, it's like whatever mm-hmm. he he's gonna tell you, you're gonna mm-hmm. you know think twice or maybe I'm I'm doing this for our friendship. You know. You like yeah. a down down after that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So why will just break out? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so he becomes a buddy, a friend, not a salesperson or a con artist. Uh, so if a friendship, okay. Another thing is, uh, she said that if a friendship advances uh, too quickly, super quickly, and then there might be requests, uh, you know, that might be a red flag. 
Tenma be a red flag. Uh, yeah. So one of the, uh, the yeah the uh, one of the uh, how do you say this modus operandi is that uh, she said something about the foot in the door technique. Have you heard of that foot in the door technique? Uh, yeah. mm. Oh no, what's that? What's that? Yeah, uh, so, so so basically she said uh, the foot in the door technique is you know uh, this guy uh, i.e. The, the scammer he would ask for something small a small request for the first time for instance hey uh, bro can you help me out uh, I, I know you you're into tech and stuff so I, w- I want to buy a new phone can you help me out what, what do you think about your new phone you know that such a small request he, she, he, he or she is asking for your opinion so and then okay I think I think phone A is better than phone B. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your help. Okay, Kalas. A few weeks later, he would come again and he'd say something like, hey, can you help me out uh, for this volunteer work that I'm doing? You know, can you help me out? You know, so repeat requests, uh, as she said, repeat requests are hard to say no, uh, hard to say no to. Okay. But you have to give yourself permission to say no. Because... Mm. Uh, you know, uh, from this, it will it will branch out to be something far worse. You know, uh, right? And mm. and another another way that she also said, uh, which uh, which is totally the opposite of the, the first one, the foot in the door technique is what she 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 she, she called as uh, she named it. I don't know if she named it, but uh, she said this technique is called the slam in the door technique. Slam, slam, in the, slam, slam, in the slam, door. slam at your face or something like that. Oh, slam your door. face in the door. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's totally different from the first one, in which uh, in which she said you barely know someone, you barely know you barely know him. So and he and suddenly he just asks you to to do something for you. So for instance, hey, uh, bro, uh, I know. But you this time, but this time it's big, right? Yeah, it's, it's a big, big request, right? It's a big request. Yeah. Sorry, brother. Mm. Uh, yes, yeah. So it's like, uh, hey, brother. Uh, I know we just met yesterday, but uh, I have a class. Uh, but I can't make it. Can you? Can you? Can you uh, babysit babysit my students uh, at the zoo, for example, to, tomorrow? Because that's a big request. You need to take your time and your energy to actually focus on something uh, that is uh, all of a sudden is there in front of you for someone that you don't you barely even know. Yeah. Right. Could be the comment uh, is, is testing how gullible you are. I mean, that's why it's called slam on the door, right? You would yeah. slam on the door if someone so, would request something big like that. Sorry, yeah. it's called door oh, in the face. Okay, so door, door in the face. face oh, door in the face. Okay, door in the face. Ah, so But if you prove that shows your character, you're, you're an easy target. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then what yeah. happens? What, what happens is that so you say no, right? Obviously, you you'd say no, right? Oh, I can't do this, man. Uh, you, you're not even my friend. But the next time when he asks you again, does, uh, uh, she said, "Trust me that you you you'd say yes." He says because our, our our nature is to you know to be a good person. So oh, we feel uh, bad about what we've done. Yeah, we, we felt we feel bad about what happened last time. The last time. Oh, oh no! So okay. these are some of the red flags that she said is uh, very interesting and very important for us to note. Yeah. So there are among other things, but I don't know what you guys think. The, the second request would be something smaller than the the one he requested. Before. Yeah, yeah, that was his end game actually. Yeah, that was his end game. That was his end game. Amazing. So you know, Subhanallah, when we talk about these things, a few ayat of the Quran come into mind. So one of them is when Allah describes the hypocrites in Surah Al Munafiqun, the, the the surah about uh, the hypocrites. Allah describes them as saying, 
wa idha ra'aitahum tu'jibuka ajsamuhum if you were to look at them you will be impressed by their bodies by the the form their appearances so appearances can be in any way so like reza said it can be in a way that suits the formal environment but also i've seen some i've heard about some confidence scams they will dress themselves in a way that looks like victims so you will want oh. to help them so there was a very interesting story about a, a woman from australia who she her modus operandi is to always disguise with an alias as somebody who's a victim of sex crime now you see when you see a sex crime on television your first instinct is like oh what poor thing Yeah. You're not going to audit the story. That's not your first instinct, is it? <laughs> in, in, so in fact, it's like taboo to to edit the. I mean, to look into the story too much because you exactly, accept the, exactly. the way. Exactly. Compassion kicks in in the first place. Compassion. Empathy yes. goes. Uh, you're on yeah. the drive. Oh yeah. 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 You, you yeah. won't yeah. go say. Uh, no, she's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You won't yeah, question. She's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the famous ones that we've seen, even. A, To, to, I don't know about today, but very recent times in Masjid Al-Haram. So people will bring their children, and they will their children will pretend as if they don't have hands. But what they're doing well, is they're folding their arms inside, just showing their elbows, yeah. and make it seem as if they don't have hands. Yes. Yeah, Now that's also another form of tuajibuka ajzamhum. Like you will be amazed and you will be trapped by that, and you say, "Oh, what a poor thing! You know, this is a young child what? doesn't have limbs." So, yeah. No, it's quite literally uh, the, the the ayat of the Quran, like yeah, I, yeah. It's so literally their limbs and whatnot. Yeah, you know. To be honest with you, when I when I first uh, like learned of this ayat, I thought like you'd be amazed by how they look. So we we tend to think about what do you mean by amazed? Maybe they look good, and yes, it's mm. true. Maybe they look good. They have strong bodies and so on. That's one way of a confidence scam. That's one way you gain confidence. But there are so many different ways you can do it, and they know this. They can know how to pull at your emotions. Another one I, 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 uh, I bear in mind is an ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُعْجِبُكَ قَوْلُهُ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَيُشْهِرُ اللَّهُ عَلَى مَا فِي الْخَلْبِهِ فِي قَلْبِهِ وَهُوَ أَلَدُ الْخِصَامِ Among mankind are those who, uh, what's the word for it? They, they will amaze you with their words of what mm-hmm. happens in this, in, 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 this, in this life. So they have a way with words that will make you do something that you normally won't. And that's why in the hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, some words are like magic. So what does magic do? Magic puts a certain deception, puts a certain, as they say, smoke and mirrors. You 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 see things a certain way, but in actual fact, it's something else. So it's sort of that that that's the core of the whole confidence game. It's a it's a deception. You make you look in one direction. You think that you're making the right choice, but you are actually praying into the hands of what they want you to do. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. When you say this, right? Like, like I would like to relate like the early times of Islam, yeah. Because all mm. the, the all the biggest deviants, yeah, they they, they operate in this in, in this uh, model mode whereby they try to gain your confidence and you'll be amazed by the way the eloquency, their confidence, and all things like this. So you can see like from uh, Abdullah bin Sabah, you can see from uh, Jahan bin Safwan, you can see from uh, Musaylam al Kazab, you know, all these people. Mm. They 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 feed on, for instance, uh, Musaylam al Kazab, uh, people's need. For 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 guidance after the death of Prophet Muhammad SAW, you know, okay. I, I'll give you that guidance, yeah. Jahamin Safwan, they feed on so, people. So, just just a bit of context. So Musailima was a person who claimed to be a prophet after the death of the Prophet SAW, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. And Jahamin Safwan, they they he promotes like intellectual discourse. Like he what he has 
is better mm. because he breached uh, Islam and, and philosophy and modern so knowledge. Uh, modern knowledge, yeah. Mm. yeah. So this is something, and and the way he's he, even though he's he never studied Islam, but he had he had he had a a passion about about about, about debate, and he debate with the uh, the, the Jew the, the Jewish people, the the philosophers the, the 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 philosophers from from Eastern region, and then they, and he tries to merge. Uh, they are they are they are thinking to the Islam, and then they say, "Oh, this is intellectual discourse," and he, and he managed to fraud a lot of people from there. And otherwise, mm-hmm. Abdullah ibn Sabah, who claims who 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 just uh, who who was people say the founder of of Shia, who who say that we are actually one who who loves Al Bayt, mm-hmm. and plays victim that uh, we are uh, Al Bayt is is currently uh, being uh, being harassed under oppression by 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 the leaders. Uh, let's define yeah. it. So yeah. Ahlul Bayt meaning the family of the household of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yeah. So that's what they do. They try to prey on people's love towards the household. And of course, as Muslims, we, we should love the household of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But they use the, the storyline of being victimized. That, that's their that's the right. con yeah. artistry, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so that's one of the strategy, right? They, they, they use this great storytelling to, to build trust. Right? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's, and that's one, one, the same. Anti Abu Mirza Mizar Gulam, all the same strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's, it's the same, huh? And, and if, if we can, if we notice that actually these people they are playing on the emotion, it, it, uh, they're, they're playing with the emotions of people at large. They're they're not yeah. so so when people got scammed or got got uh, tricked into uh, whatever whatever have you, they would they they would not use their intelligence. Instead, they will. Uh, be uh, they will react based on their emotions. So sometimes you 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 see CEOs they got scammed, and then you you would answer you would ask the question, hey, how can a CEO you know someone who is smart you know they 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 they, they, want, they are one of the victims of this scam for example. So actually during the scam when when it took place it's actually his emotions that were speaking not his intelligence. So mm-hmm. they. Yeah, the scammers, they are good at, you know, invoking emotions and... Because know, most of our, our, what I mean, uh, how to say, pilihan, uh, our choice, choice to, to buy or to get something is usually gets to the emotion, not the intelligent right. Right? Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Shopping right. Lazada or Shopee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You play with your... Yeah, when you say that... When you say that, what, what what comes to mind? Yeah, advertising exactly. Like, for example, <laughs> yeah, when, you walk to the, when you walk to the airport, right? Like you go you go past, past the duty free shop. So you see them selling these watches, right? And you see yeah. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, David Beckham, mashallah, oh, they're wearing mashallah. the watch there. But that watch has nothing to do with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have this perfume, this guy with a six pack, mashallah. So brand ambassadors, huh? Brand, brand ambassadors. ambassadors. <laughs> exactly. But what's the emotion when you see that? Oh, that's cool, man. I gotta get. I gotta have what just happened. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's same like the, the early scammers, yeah. Because if you take a step yeah. back, yeah, like for instance, like yeah. like for instance, like uh, Abdul Ibn Sabah, his message doesn't make sense. His message mm. is telling like yeah. Ali has. Start, that's true. When you start dissecting it rationally, you realize that we we'll always find way. false, like really, really unlogical points. Yeah. yeah. Whether right. it's uh, saying some uh, another another noble human being has attributes same like like Allah, or saying that. Uh, 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 somebody that will be a prophet after the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam thinks it makes sense. Or yeah, some Allah, yeah. Allah, the, uh, Allah doesn't have any attributes, doesn't have any names. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that contradicts like the first page of the Quran. I don't have to Sorry. be a scholar. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> but please, before we continue, I just want to remind us, when we talk about the examples of conmen, I try to remind myself, let's not take the wrong lessons when we discuss about the ways that they deceive people. So what I mean by wrong lessons is, number one, we realize that they're so intelligent, we start to feel so much paranoia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. We, we, as if we think like, oh, these guys are the smartest people in the world. No, not, that's not necessarily true. There are many good people who are intelligent as well. So that's one wrong way of looking at it. So we become overly cautious and then we end up not trusting people. And for example, you, we know for a fact, even until this day, they are, as Shami mentioned, there are people who use religion to manipulate you to get your money. But in fact, there are many religious people who are good and who deserve for you to spend for them to help them in their cause. That's true. So you don't mm. you don't want to get the wrong intentions or because these people are scammers forget about it I'm not going to I'm not, not going to fund another religious organization for the rest of my life. That's shaitan's trick playing on you. True. Because so, scam yeah. scam like the, because we, we should see scam also from, from two angles right. One one is the, that that, ah. that affects your your financial status yeah? but there's also which is your, uh, there's also a scam that affects your shubha, your, your gives doubt to to to, to you gives shubha to to you. That is ah. either equally or, or worse in, the, in terms of uh, the, the, the danger that it, that it comes with here. Mm. When, uh, what, what's an of, example of that? What, what's an example of they use uh, your doubts or your shubahat against you? So, for example, that will be like uh, like Jamia, uh, uh, as Debian sect in Islam. Mm. Uh, they, 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 they implant uh, uh, false knowledge of the religion to you and, and then you hold to it. You hold to that, oh, to, to, to that right. belief, yeah? yeah. yeah. Or, or like Minizam uh, Qadiani, the, the, the sect who... who The, the scammers cat sack who who uh, have all its uh, followers thinking that that uh, he, their leaders is the last prophet so so those doesn't doesn't sometimes doesn't involve any loss in financial uh, any loss in financial uh, your financial stuff but yeah, yeah that, that's a good it, point it disturb you uh, yeah your your iman yeah your, your faith yeah, yeah subhanallah so this is one of the what the examples of what Bardem Ami mentioned is scamming people in the name of religion huh? So this is what, so, okay. yeah, right? The, the examples yeah. that you have. Yeah, indeed, uh, indeed, that's right. Do, do you yeah. guys have an, uh, I mean, um, a personal experience of uh, being conned by anyone? <laughs> Or Right. I think I like know this a... is embarrassing for people, but it's okay. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get it out of the closet I right think, now. And actually, yeah, to be yeah, honest, I, because, yeah, to be honest, this, I think because, It sounds like when we talk about a people who get con, it sounds like they are not intelligent. But we want to make the audience feel that um, being scam is not uh, it's not because of um, your low intelligence, right? It's, yeah, it's because some um, may we may um, uh, pass our judgment sometimes, mis misjudge mm. uh, people. So, Akifaisal. Yeah, actually, I, I really love your point on that. So one of the things that when we say that they are victims of scams, mm-hmm. a lot of typical words and stereotypes come into mind normally when people think about this. People think about you being gullible, mm-hmm. being naive, being easily trusting. And you know, that that's not fair. That's not fair for us to say that. These people are victims. When you are a victim or of a sex crime, for example, you don't immediately judge them. If you are a victim of yeah. a theft, You, if somebody ha- breaks into someone's house, you don't say that, oh, you have poor security, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not yeah. intelligent and you're, <laughs> you, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So the same thing is scams as well. These guys are, are very elaborate. So that, that's actually a, a very good point that Aziz mentioned. So yeah, uh, anyone uh, have some stories on some personal first-hand experiences here? 
I don't have first-hand experience, but the, the ones uh, in the 1990s, in the 90s in Malaysia, they have this uh, movement that claim Mahdi. Mahdi is the uh, the last Imam, and this is a common trick that yeah. that affects the, the Muslim nation. Yeah, like someone yeah. say, okay, I'm the last Mahdi. Mahdi is the uh, the the savior of Imam that gonna appear end of end of time. Um, so, and their followers, you see doctors, yeah, you see doctors, you see engineers, you see uh, successful mm-hmm. businessmen being part of that. Yeah. So it really can can hit anyone. Yeah. Yeah, can yeah. someone with the lowest education level to the highest education level and people with with a uh, different financial uh, state texture right uh, uh oh no um so what what i can see here is that also they they really they really double down on you know scarce, scarcity scarcity you know uh for instance uh you know get it get it while it's hot you know Uh, okay. uh, a job <laughs> offer, a job offer might be, you know, it, it lasts only for 48 hours, and then, uh, you know, kalas, you don't, you you won't be seeing this job offer anymore yeah. any, any longer. So it's how yeah, that's also that's also emotion actually, the emotion of urgency, yeah. the pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so yeah. and also they, how does the artifact museum coincide with the month of the of the Maulid? Mm. Oh yeah, uh, there you true. go. <laughs> there true. you go. Yeah, subhanallah. <laughs> so some some people might uh, disagree with this by saying that the artifacts are real. Those are the real deal, right? So we're not going to go into that discussion, but uh, right. Uh, but um, I think you know there are similar there are similar you know um, exhibitions. Uh, if not, yeah, um, maybe maybe something similar. For for instance, like what happened in. Uh, Uh, you know, they, they have uh, there are many exhibitions such as the one that happened in Malaysia, happening around the world. Maybe in uh, in in Turkey, for instance, and in uh, in in the Central Asia parts of of the world, you can see they 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 claim that they they have they they are selling this. Uh, I don't know. Or I don't know what's what's it called. It's like it's like a supplement, but it's made from it's made from the. Uh, The the Ark of Noah, uh-huh. the Ark of Nabi Noah. Okay. Is it Coca? Right. Is it? Oh yeah, did, yeah, Coca. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Subhanallah. The, so, the wood they say they claim is co- co- is the wood of Coca. Subhanallah. So, oh. so this is uh, a sin. Uh, you know, a realistic mind when it thinks it, you you wouldn't think that this is something true. This is something authentic, right? It's how, how and how how can how can a person actually you know fall for fall, yeah. fall, fall Sub- into this, this yeah. there's no way to substantiate that that's from <laughs> <Yeah>. Noah right <laughs> anyone can yeah. say anything right yeah. so, hey, that, literally I'm speechless I don't know how people can actually buy a, a, a bunch of these things you know Yeah. For their uh, own. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned also uh, taking from the point that uh, Akhi Faisal mentioned that once you are in that situation itself it's hard for you to get out just because mentally you are basically trapped And this is something that uh, this uh, psychologist by the name of Leon Festinger in 1957, he discovered, he developed this concept that is called uh, cognitive dissonance. So basically, this oh, is okay. something in the sense that when you believe in something or you want to believe in something so much, you basically, when it's conflicting with the reality, it's so highly stressful for that person itself that they bend the reality to make it Uh, makes excuses or make it in line with the reality, you know. So you ah. can say in this, yeah, in the sense that for to, example, to remove that dissonance, the, isn't it? 
Yeah, the, the discomfort, yeah. right? The discomfort, right. the discrepancy. Oh, it can't be that. So it has to be correct, you know, like because they believe in it so much. And if you want to take that, put that in the perspective of the the recent events of the uh, fake um, certificates, people want to believe that it's uh, artifacts from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so much that whatever people come up with proper evidence, whether it's scientific or um, basically. Uh, in that in that case, yeah, pseudoscience, or in that case, uh, the director of the uh, the actual body of the certificate itself is di- directly saying that this is a fake uh, certificate. And even if it's like just so so, so clear, the evidence is so clear, people just want uh, so much for it to be real that they just disregard all those things and basically, oh, can't be. And, you know, it's, it's that's it's a classic sense of uh, how scammers work. So, yeah. yeah so, also, it's a good, so we, uh, we, we tell the, the viewers, like, for instance, like, Al-Sunnah, you know, everything that left by the Prophet, we love them. Yeah? We, we believe that's, yeah. whatever he left, there's barakah to that. But it's his hair, true. it's sword, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's clothes. We, we believe there's, there's barakah in that. But we also have high esteem for this religion, and we are we feel a deep sense of love to to a point of jealousy if somebody lies upon the prophet. True. We have that that uh, that sort of uh, feeling like nobody's. We have that feeling to our parents. Nobody's gonna lie on 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 behalf of my mother. Yeah, we have the true, same feeling. Yeah. We have a higher yeah. feeling that to, to to our prophet. Yeah. 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 Actually, another important point is our religion has this thing called sanat chain of narration. Mm, This is yeah. how you substantiate something is really from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If somebody claims something is from that, they need to come up with a genuine chain. How was that substantiated to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Can you imagine after all these years, these this artifacts were not known. By the way, if you go to Hajj, there's a there's a museum on, the, on, on some of the oldest artifacts of what remains of the, of, of the Islamic empires of the past. And you won't see these things. And suddenly, in the year 2020, somebody brings these artifacts from the lifetime of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You gotta use your mind a bit, you know, and think about it, right? But you know what's so amazing about these guys? So they are the ones who falsified the document. So they knew that if I'm going to come up with a, if I'm going to fool a lot of people, I have to come up with the documentations to formalize that. And then when it was proven that that document, that document was forged, as Reza mentioned, and then they are the ones who suddenly came up by saying, This is what happens when you treat religion by certificates. Wait a minute, you came up with this thing, right? <laughs> oh, okay. You can't that size. Oh, oh, that's so awesome. And then you look at the comment section, right? Comment section, right? Yeah. They are defending these guys. So, oh, what are these guys? This uh, religious department are so unprofessional. They will defend them. And so, subhanAllah, I want to quote something from this book, huh? from this book, Confidence Game. It says that con men will not steal your money. But they will make you feel as if you're a genuinely good human being by helping them. All right, there you go. Game on. Subhanallah. And that's the thing, right? So a lot of people, again, I don't want to use the word fooled in a way that seems condescending to them. But you know, they they've been tricked by this. And as Reza mentioned, this is a cognitive. They they don't want to believe that. They don't want to believe that what they've been investing in all this while has been a lie because it it, it by 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 definition it means that I've discredited myself. I've called myself maybe gullible or not intelligent. So that's actually not the right way to go. So that's one of the major lessons that I've learned. If you feel that you've been deceived, just take your lesson and move on. So if you yeah. find out that somebody who you've given your trust, it turns out that he's an imposter or he's a con man, and just you don't have to be so emotional about it. That's life. You learn about it and then you move on. 
you tell people, you you protect them from their lies, and then you move on. So I think that's a that's a very important lesson for us. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think we so, we uh, you know yeah, especially Muslims we need to we need to uh, really hold on tight to to the idea or to to the one of the principles of Islam, which is that Islam Islam uh, you know lives on because we have isnad in our deen, right? Isnad meaning the chain of narr- narrations. And ah, actually, yes. people people can people can actually authenticate and uh, know that this is authentic by, you know, looking at those who carry those chains. Mm. Uh, uh, this is why this is the reason why um, one of the salaf or the one of the righteous predecessors, by the name of Abdullah bin Mubarak, he said, "Laulal isnat, laqala man sha'a ma sha'a." He said, uh, "It means if it's not for isnat, the chain of narrations." People, Muslims, especially Muslims, they can say whatever they want to say, mm. and then people will actually believe in what they what what they are saying without actually having to look at its authenticity. So I think this is a very uh, this is a principle that most uh, that is really important. But most people, uh, I think most people, they still do not know the weight the weight of this uh, you know this uh, principle. You know. Um, how important it is, isn't it? How important right. it is. So when these things happen, like the artifact exhibition, for his, for instance, they just believe, you know, they just believe because of their love for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They want to believe and then they want, they want, uh, especially also they bring their families along with them. And, uh, you know, of course, the children, they don't really know about Isnat and whatnot, right? So they just want the children to see with their own two eyes something that they can experience uh, with their, uh, you know, they can see, they can, uh, you know, maybe smell or hear, you know, this, this is something true. This is something, you know, this is not, uh, this is not a lie, you know? Uh, so what you see is what you get. So I, I think, mm. yeah, I think this is one of the most important mm. principles in Islam that we need to preach others. And also Especially we understand like, for instance, like, like the, the greatest heritage, our beloved prophet left for us is his sunnah. It's exactly, not his, brother, uh, exactly. It's not his uh, material things. And the prophet the, and the companions understood this to a point. They want to prevent people uh, tabaruk against uh, make, making uh, seeking uh, barakah seeking, from, from blessings. The, seeking, seeking blessings, blessings from uh, from the uh, from the physical uh, uh, heritage of Prophet Muhammad That they themselves they put uh, like a uh, what called wasiat in English uh, a wheel. See that like, if I die, bury me with, with all this. Heritage of Prophet along with me. So oh. to stop it, to stop people oh, taking wow, making this material heritage into something else. Subhanallah, yeah, yeah. Blocking the path. Huh? Yeah, they block <laughs> the path. Yeah, it's interesting. Mashallah. Also, you mentioned that I, I remember I recall an incident during the caliphate of Omar Ibn Khattab. So the, the tree, there was an incident of Hudaybiyah where they pledged with the Prophet under a tree. So what Omar, when he was the caliph, so he was the second Khalifa, he noticed that people were starting to do acts of worship under the tree. Now, it was not necessarily something that associated partners with Allah, but people were started to associate the blessings of the place. Now, Omar was one of those people who pledged with the Prophet under that tree. And he told to, instructed to cut, chop off the tree. There's no nostalgia. Now, of all yeah. people, a companion of the Prophet ﷺ who was there at the time, he would probably want to have that kind of you know, nostalgia. memory, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. he said, no, I'm going to cut it off. Because the priority, like I may say, it's not about the things. It's not about the objects. It's about the, le- the lessons 
from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. His like, biggest yeah. legacy is the Sunnah. Exactly. Yeah. Mashallah. And also, I think a very important point that Shami highlighted. You see, these individuals who try to swindle people's money by claiming the the, the uh, that those are indeed the artifacts of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They know that a lot of people don't study hadith. Mm. They know a lot of people don't know what on earth is Isnad, let alone study it. They yeah. <laughs> know what it is. <laughs> so when you look at the comment sec- section of these people who defended these uh, these imposters, they, it's clear that they they say they don't have an understanding to it. They say that oh, why are you reducing this religion to proofs and sanad? So what if you are doing this? I also can fo-. like wait a minute, like they're completely diverting the point. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing when you don't have the right knowledge. And this is not just about religion. This is about about anything. Yeah. Protecting yeah. yourself from mm-hmm. all these con strategies. If you don't know them, it's really difficult to see. And once, as Reza mentioned, this cognitive bias. I also learned a new term. It's called plan continuation bias. Oh, oh so, wow! How is that? So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, pilots they call it get the rightis. So, oh, <laughs> get the rightis. <laughs> yeah, so the idea is like this: when you plan to get somewhere, so we got to get there. So even if you see that your flight path clearly has something, some dangerous things, a storm coming, but because you have this get there, right? This oh, you got to get there, man. Right. <laughs> so uh, no what is in the in the way? Yeah? <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's what plan continuation bias. We got to continue. We got to proceed. So that's that's the thing. So a lot of people they've already doubled down on the fact that they've spent money, they've gone traveling to the museum, they brought their family, and now you're gonna expose them. They're like, wait a minute, are you calling me an idiot? Ah, so they have this. Uh, it's it's yeah, a, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of subconscious thing that goes on in their minds. But it's, it can also be peer pressure, yeah. It can also be peer pressure. It can be, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, for instance, if you live in a in a in a in a in an area where everybody believes that, and you're the only one who's different, it's, it's not that easy, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it ties back to uh, choosing uh, choosing the correct companions, choosing the correct friends, yeah. Yeah, Subhanallah. Yeah. You know, one one thing I just wanted to highlight as well when we talk about confidence artists try to earn your trust be your friend and all these things i don't want us to extract the wrong lessons into thinking that anyone who tries to have a good relationship with us is trying to steal money from us oh, of course yeah. not yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is also a I problem because yeah. yeah i hope not yeah. so that's the thing so i noticed that when people learn more about these con scams they they get too paranoid and they don't want to they keep people at an arm's length <laughs> which is also incorrect So the idea here is, if like for example, if you have a friend who's trying to be nice to you, you be nice to them as well. Uh. So as Muslims, we should have this ukhuwa. We want to build this good relationship with other people. But if he's proven to lie, then you need to know when you want to want to say no and to to have that courage as well. Because yeah. this idea, this skill about building relationships, it's a tool. And so that's why a very famous book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I believe Aziz has that book, right? Yeah, I remember when I recommend this book to a friend, How to Win Friends and Influence People by uh, Dale Carnegie. I think it's a famous book, almost 100 years already, right? Yeah, very famous. 100 yeah. years. Very famous. Yeah. <laughs> Allah. Allah. Yeah, yeah. I, I read this book. It, it's very good. It shows you how to deal with friends, how to influence people, but in a good way, of course. And then I recommend it to a friend. He said he just read it. I think a quarter or half, half of it. He gave him back. He said this book is manipulating. This book <laughs> shows how to manipulate people. I, at the time, I was like, 
I never thought it like uh, to use this knowledge like that. I told him, no, Aziz. Smart guy. <laughs> this is manipulating people. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Subhanallah. Uh, you know, it's so interesting that when you said that, in the book, The Confidence Game, that's what the author says. You know, for some reason, that, that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People has unwittingly become the manual of con artists. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? Building relationships, it's a tool. If yeah. Just like a pistol or the internet, if, you, if this tool goes into the wrong hands, you can do a lot of harm with it. But that's the thing. The right people need to use this tool better. People mm. who call people to the path of Allah, you need to be the one who is the most efficient in building relationships. If you want to call people to do good and to forbid them from evil, you need to be the masters of building relationships, not these tricksters who do this for money. <laughs> Subhanallah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. one of the things I found out, like the skills that the con men use, a lot of these skills, if you use them in the right context, they can actually be very important life skills. So for example, one very common scheme that con men use is they have this role play effort. Amazing, oh. <laughs> but if okay now I'll give you an example. Huh? Now this yeah. is this is mind blowing. There's a back in the 90s there was a very famous Japanese composer, classical music composer. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. His name is a bit difficult to pronounce. So they were saying that he was the next Beethoven, the modern Beethoven. So he came out with all these amazing hits, and people were touting him for this. And then in 2001 he had this degenerative disease that he lost his hearing. He was deaf. <laughs> and then he said. But he remembered the vibrations and he knew how to compose the songs. And then he was continuing making even better songs from there. <laughs> oh. Not better, but like he was still producing that same level of quality, you know. And then, yeah. uh, and then he was just doing that. And then 2014, he came forth. He confessed and he said, by the way, guys, I didn't write those songs. Somebody else did. I just paid him to do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. He was never deaf. I thought. Oh, <laughs> <I, laughs> no, think about this. It, it sounds really silly, right? How can you fake being deaf? Can you imagine deaf? How 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 difficult is that? If you fake being blind, okay, you can you know train yourself to look one way. But to fake being deaf, you know, if something loud noise happen, you cannot even move. <laughs> commitment, <laughs> commitment, commitment. To it. This guy, this guy fooled the whole world for 13 years. He had, a, he has an article in Time magazine. This Max Virtuoso. Uh, so, <laughs> and this guy came forth. He admitted. If he didn't admit, we would still probably we'll think he's believe. some virtuoso guy. Subhanallah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, these people, they, they have this amazing commitment to to commit to what they want to do. And you know, uh, another example. Uh, you see, when I talk about role playing, right? So there was one guy. Uh, this is a bit, a bit different compared to confidence scam. So this guy named Gary Ridgeway, he was actually a serial killer. This guy oh. murdered 49 women. But here's the thing: while he was murdering those women, he was also married and has a wife. And his wife wow. said, "This guy is the nicest guy ever. I have no idea." Oh, When the police came to me, I have no idea, really. So he had a double life. So that's one thing I see in common. So. A lot of confidence artists. So here's the thing: we shouldn't get into this uh, stereotype of how they are and how they are not. Because if they're really good, they will avoid all stereotypes and they will blend in with yeah. society, right? <laughs> so that's the thing. So, but one thing they have in common is that they have these double lives. So in a certain context with their family, they're like this, and in certain context, they're like something else. So that's a lesson for us because actually we do that as well. The way you treat your family member is not the same as the the way you're going to behave in the office, isn't it? The way you pay with your children. Mm. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah. And think about this. Uh, there's, there's actually a narration from the Salaf, Abdullah ibn Umar, radiallahu anhumah, the, the companion uh, who was the son of Umar ibn Khattab. He said that, uh, I love a man who is very playful when it comes to his children, almost like his children, but when he's outside, he's firm when it comes to the religion. Think about it. That's, that's mm. slightly playing different roles, isn't it? Because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You want to have a respectable a demeanor when it comes to representing the religion. You don't want to seem like a little kid when you're outside. So you, we play that as well. So again, this is a tool. But cannot use that in a way that's, that, that has bad intentions. That's the key. So some mm. of the skills that they use, it's not, it, it can be manipulative, but if you use it in the right way, it can have its benefits as well. Yeah, so, one way to know that yeah, is yeah. to understand the rights, the, the boundaries of that rights, right? The rights between ah, you and the co-workers. Rights between me and my, and our, 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 we and our family members. It's different rights altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I have a, a very interesting story. This guy named Michael Swango. <laughs> this guy was quite interesting. He, he was in yeah. medical school. Uh, he, people, he was notorious. A lot of his patients were dying. So he kept dying again and again and again. And even though he was a real certified doctor, he graduated, he was an MD, he, a lot of patients were still dying. So he was like, he earned this, uh, like a joke in the medical field. If you want to die, you go to Sango. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after a while, after a while, a nurse spotted him doing something. He, in, he put a lethal injection into a patient who was not his patient. Ah. Oh. oh. Wow. But what did the hospital discover? He's actually a serial killer. Oh, he actually oh, killed those people. Really? It's not that he was incompetent. He actually killed those people. Now, you're thinking con men will forge documents, will do something to pretend that there's somebody else. This guy actually got documentation. He got the license to kill. Wow, think about that. Some people can be very, very elaborate when it comes to schemes. So even when it comes to um, forging documents, we, we think that they're, they're forging documents and they still do that until today. But in reality, some people, they, they have this twisted mind. They don't mind playing the long game, getting certifications, getting your trust because this is how they actually play their game. SubhanAllah. It is quite scary. Yeah? Mm. It's quite scary. So, what, what is it? What do they want actually? I mean… Ah, very good. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about that. So, what, what, what is the intention behind all these confidence scams? What, what's in it for them? I think it's different wanna... for every people, yeah? Different now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Some yeah, have paid yeah. for popularity, yeah. And, and uh, like the example of like uh, during the time of the Prophet, that a guy, an Arab guy who who urinated in a, in a in a well, just so that people can can know him, so that he can so that he can get famous. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so motivation drives of people different. Some some people want reputation. Some just want popularity. Some want money. Some want woman. A lot of things. Yeah, all the. Uh, your, your, the shahwat of, of, of human beings, yeah? uncontrolled shahwat. Yeah. Mm. It's good as, as well, I guess, um, like Raki Faisal mentioned before, it's actually, all of these are tools. It's just the intention of the person using this set of tools, basically. That's where it boils down to it. So everyone has different intentions, obviously. So, so that's, uh, that's one thing that I, it's quite an interesting point. Yeah, if you want to make it very broad in terms of how we categorize it in the religion, it's all about dunya. So dunya can be a lot of things. So for the most part, we can say it's money. So they want to be wealthy. And yeah, that's what a lot of scams do. So it's quite interesting to note that 
sometimes they do things because they feel that they are forced into that situation. But it's a slippery slope. Once you go down that direction, it's difficult to come back because you realize that, oh, I did it and I didn't get caught. Maybe we can do it again. So that's what happened actually. Uh, in the book, it mentioned that um, somebody who was done forging accounting, doing cooking the books as they call it. So they were cooking the books. So this guy, he was in a situation where he saw the company was suffering. So he genuinely wanted to help the company. He said, I'll just do it this one time. So next next year, when the finances are stable again, I won't do it anymore. So he did it. Okay, the finances look good. Next year, still business didn't recover. He do it again. Now what has happened? It becomes another tool in his tool shed. Uh, it's a very slippery slope. Yeah, so it's 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 very very uh, dangerous. Eh? Subhanallah. But in general, when you talk about dunya, so it can be about money, and it can be out of greed, but it can be out of what starts as necessity, but then it starts to build up. So that's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, a person so, so. Will, who lies will continue lying until it's written that he is a kathab, a liar, a compulsive liar. Because it's, it's very mm. difficult. Once you start down that path, it's very difficult to pull back. But of course, if you've started down that path, just you have to pull back. That, that That's what Muslims should do. Don't have that mm. get their itis, isn't it? <laughs> get their itis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the second one uh, that I've seen, a, a very interesting one, they do this for the thrill of it. It's purely for fun. It's not for money. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. for the attention. Uh, have you? Right, have right, you, right. Actually, I've met somebody who's like this. I know somebody in my life. <laughs> so wow, he, he, okay. He likes to fabricate stories to for uh, you to be impressed. Have you met yeah, this kind of people? Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, you too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Reza laugh. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Reza, okay, what? Okay, <laughs> enlighten us. <laughs> yeah, we have some. Yeah, we know some. People. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we know some people. I guess. Who does things like this? Yeah. <laughs> but Not that's the thing, the money, also. Yeah. That's this thing, also. Like in uh, as Muslims, we are always uh, told uh, that we should uh, have husnudan. Basically, husnudan is mm. uh, having good perceptions yeah. of people. Mm. Um, how do we actually put that into practice when it comes to people who are like scammers? Like some of them, like uh, oh, in so that sen- in that sense. Um, does not bring any harm whatsoever. They just do it for for the thrill of themselves, or like they like to tell stories. So, but when it comes to being bringing harm in the sense that loss of uh, wealth, loss of life, loss of your belief, for example, how do we how do we place that husnuldan uh, in the right place? Uh, yeah, so that's quite something interesting to to discover. Concept, What do you guys think? I learned this concept every uh, they tie this to al-wala wal bara love and hate for Allah's sake yeah so they say mm. that on one end of the spectrum we have full love 100% love 0% hate and this is only for Allah and the prophet 100% yeah. and on the opposite spectrum we have 100% hate 0% love this is purely for the enemies of Allah and the prophet completely and anything in between you need to give uh, the correct view based on what you see what you see right You love it, and what you see wrong, you hate it. So you will never right. have absolute love for anybody besides this, or absolute hate besides anybody between these two range. So right, you're very right. objective in 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 evaluating people. You, you don't you don't have full hope. You don't, you don't full love. You don't have full hate. You just uh, you that's observe the key them. thing. Uh, that word objective, being objective, that's quite uh, something that uh, I think it makes sense in in how we deal with uh, people around us. You know. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So actually, I was thinking a lot about this a lot. Actually, if somebody is proven to be a liar, to what extent do you want to give your good thoughts of him? So I was, you th- think about it. If somebody has proven to lie, what's to stop that person from lying in something else? So that's that's yeah. that's actually a very very tough thing to think about. So one thing that we have to practice is a hadith. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, a mu'min should not be stung from the same hole twice. So mm-hmm. if you've been fooled Inshallah. once by some person, don't give in again. You know that that's going to happen again. You see what happened is, uh, what, uh, back I think three years ago, there was a, a, a lady who pretended to be a dentist. Oh. Have you heard the story in Malaysia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she learned in YouTube. Very famous. So did, very famous. Yeah. For the wrong reasons. Right? <laughs> so she... <laughs> so she, I think she did it for a long time. I, I believe it was one year. She continued operating, putting braces on, barely learning from YouTube. She was forging documents. She forged a lot of things. So she was a fake dentist. And then at the end of the day, when she went to court, they only so it's supposed to be fined. I think that's three hundred thousand ringgit, and some imprisonment. But she didn't get imprisoned. She only got fined. And during court, she she basically appeared as if she was. Uh, regretful, oh. sad. Now think about this, right? She's been lying as a dentist for a long time. It's not that difficult to lie in courtroom, right? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Subhanallah. And you see, this is the thing. Even that case where I told you that the person who uh, who's who disguised as a victim of sex crimes, she actually came in a way that looks like she was always victimized so she was regretful she goes to court so they always give her minimal sentences they because we play on biases right or oh, young woman like this uh, she probably doesn't deserve uh, so that's the thing so we should be intelligent about this once people have been proven to be liars we shouldn't give in to their lies once again so mm, that's that's something that i i learned from all this subhanallah yeah uh, there, there are several types of scam right Uh, I think the top one is like by by um, dating and rom- romance, investments, mm. jobs. Right? Mm. So this one, this one here is fake charities. What? Oh. Fake charities. Wow. What? What mm. about? What about if we already give to the fake charities? Do we get any reward from Allah? Yeah, interesting. You mentioned this uh, the other day. I was looking at this hadith. I think I mentioned it to you guys, right? Uh, the hadith was narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, say the translation. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, uh, "A man from amongst the people before you said, indeed, okay, uh, hear this out. Indeed, I will give in charity. So he took his sadaqah out and placed in a thief's hand. Okay, in the morning the people were talking about this incident and saying sadaqah was given to a thief last night." So the man said, Oh Allah, praise be to you. I have given sadaqah to a thief. Indeed, I will give in charity. So he wanted to cleanse that sin of his, right? Uh, so he took his sadaqah out and he placed it in a prostitute's hand. So in the morning, the people were talking about the incident and saying sadaqah was given to a prostitute last night. On mm, hearing he didn't this, know it was a prostitute, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the key is that he didn't know uh, that she was a prostitute. Mm. So on hearing this, uh, the man said, "Praise be to you, Allah! I give sadaqah to a prostitute. Indeed, I will give in charity." Again, so he took his sadaqah out and he placed in it in a rich man's hand. Okay. So in the morning, the people were talking about this incident again, and uh, by saying sadaqah was given to a rich man last night. 
So the man said, Oh Allah, praise be to you for helping me give uh, give uh, charity to a thief, a prostitute, and a rich man. Then, he, then uh, after that time, he had a dream in which he was told that in his dream, he was told that his sadaqah to the thief might result in his refraining from his theft. Okay, mm. his sadaqah so to good the prostitute. That. that means yeah, that sorry. there is a good value in that, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. Uh, and his sadaqah to the prostitute might help her abstain from her immorality. And his sadaqah to the rich man might help him pay heed and spend from what Allah had bestowed bestowed upon him. And this was narrated mm. in Sahih al-Bukhari. So you see guys, this uh, is never going to go to waste, inshallah. The sadaqah that you give. That gives a lot yeah. of uh, comfort. That no matter, <laughs> you know, it's, it's based on what you know about that person and I guess uh, what you would know at that time and your yeah. intention basically. Because so, the car to rich people is at least allowed, right? Like, uh, because it's uh, zakat to rich people is 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 uh, mm, is, yeah, yep. it's a different case. Conditions eh? are different, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a very very important lesson in that hadith. It shows that you see that person. The first lesson was he gave money to someone who turned out to be a thief, and it didn't deter him from giving sadaqah. Ah, that's the key. Mm, yeah. See what happens yeah. is sometimes when we let's say we give money to a charity, right? Say, like, oh, it's a fraud. Like, ah, all these charities are a waste of time, waste of my money. You know, <laughs> that's not the intention here. You still give. So and then mm. he gives the money to uh, uh, somebody. Oh, turns out that he's she's a prostitute. Have I given her money to continue doing her misdeeds? And then mm. and he still continued giving to somebody else, which is turned out to be a rich man. He didn't say like, oh, prostitute, oh, whatever, I'm not going to give to any woman from now on. Oh. That's not the lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Very important to note. Inshallah. The best example yeah, of this is Abu Bakr actually. So the, the story where uh, Aisha, where, who was the wife of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was also the oh, daughter awesome. of Abu Bakr, oh, uh, was accused of adultery. And one of the people who accused her was Mistah. Mistah was a relative of Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr used to spend for him. He used to sponsor him, give him money. And then, but Mistah was the one who accused Aisha of this among the people who conspired with this. And so Abu Bakr said, from now on, I'm not going to spend anything on this guy. And so Allah revealed an ayah. It says that these people, uh, let not those who have wealth swear these kinds of things to not spend in the path of Allah. So now this guy, imagine somebody who accused your own daughter of adultery. <laughs> That's very, very hurtful, man. That's very a very troubling scenario. And yet Abu Bakr, when that ayah was revealed, said, okay, from now on, I'm going to continue giving him money. So that's an important point. Even if we are burned by a con man or a con organization, don't take the wrong lessons in saying that you don't want to give in sadaqah anymore. So that's that's an important point. Yeah. Sahih, sahih. So I want to move to the last part of the discussion now. Uh, what should we do? Now we recognize these problems happening. So what is our role in navigating this, uh, these issues and these, these problems that we see, frauds, deception, all these things? I think generally, yeah, like uh, I think we, we need to, everyone, uh, regardless Muslim, non-Muslim, practicing, non-practicing, you, you need to have this uh, sense of verifying all your data, all your information, yeah, Bef- before you commit to any action. Just verify whether you verify with the authorities. If someone of higher knowledge, do that first, yeah. Don't just j- jump the gun and, and, and just do it yeah? or follow someone. Inshallah, it's very good, point. very good. Yeah. As- as uh, Allah said in Surah Al-Hujurat, Ayah Six, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. So investigate. Yeah. So that's this is uh, yeah good point, inshallah. 
and also and also for in uh, for Muslims in general, people in general, you know, we need to understand that once we once we do something that is uh, uh, that that can be equated as uh, uh, fraudulence or you know scam, uh, it's hard to stop. And that is why the one in one of the hadith, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he uh, he passed by a heap of uh, like beans, right, in in, in the market or mm. corn, if you'd like, he so what he did was he thrust his hand in the the heap of of corn or the beans, and, uh, and his fingers felt wetness. So in the beans, he felt like there's something. Wet. So uh, he said to the owner of uh, of, of the of the beans. Uh, what is this? He said. So the Prophet, so uh, so, so he replied, "O Messenger of Allah, uh, uh, these have been drenched by rainfall. Okay, so it's it's wet because of rainfall. So what's what been Prophet, slightly spoiled, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. So yeah, uh, you see what he's doing here. He's he's uh, he's trying to conceal the, uh, the 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 wet beads right under underneath the new beans, the new and dry beans, right? So what did the Prophet mm-hmm. ﷺ said? He said, he said, "Afala jaaltahu faqataam hatta yarahu nas." He said, "Why did you not place this drenched part of the, the the beans over the corn so that people might see it?" And then he said, uh, "This famous quote uh, where, where the Prophet ﷺ said, "Man rashana falaysa minna." He said, "So he said, um, he the one who deceives is not from us." So it's one of this is a. Uh, Right. This is really something scary, you know. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ is is making those who lie or those who scam or fr- uh, doing do fraud and whatnot as the outlier, you know, someone mm. that is he's disowning himself disowning. away from them. Sahih, mm. he's, he's disowning himself away from this type of people. And also in the in the Quran, uh, it's it's clearly mentioned in the Quran uh, where Allah SWT said uh, in Surah Al-Mutafifin, right? Uh, what did Allah say? Allah SWT said. Um, وَيْلُلِّ الْمُطَفِّفِينَ الَّذِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا كَتَلُوا النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ So what 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 does it mean? Uh, Woe be to those who scam. Uh, how do you say this? Um, Give less than cheat. you. They cheat the scales, right? Yeah, they cheat the scales. Yeah, yeah they cheat the scales. And then uh, and then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in in the next ayah, who when they take a a measure from people, they take it in full. Yeah. full right so uh but when yeah in the next ayah the allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said but if they give my measure or by weight to them they cause loss so they only here you can see that this people this type of people they are selfish they just want good for themselves they don't even mm. care about the others so in that way they are do, doing some 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 kind of uh you know uh injustice right so yeah okay. Yeah, so it's mentioned in the Quran and the, the Hadith, and we as Muslims, we should bear this in mind. We should remind ourselves time and time again that this is not something, uh, you know, t- to be taken uh, to be taken lightly. Uh, this is something that is connected to the usul of the Deen, the, the principle, the foundations mm. of the Deen. Mm. Uh, yeah. Islam itself. Yeah. It's interesting that Shami mentioned the usul of the Deen. So, basically. Um, to avoid from being scammed, especially in matters of religion, you, for us as uh, Muslims, we should know the, we should seek knowledge in in the sense that what covers the foundation of the deen, we should 
try and go and seek knowledge for it. And this is covering all the usul, basically the foundation. So inshallah, if you have covered the foundations well, then you will have a, a framework that when someone comes with something weird or something that is not right or seems fishy, then you know that dreams raises alarm bells because it's never heard before in the religion or that because you, you have the strong foundations that no one can, let's say, come to you with false information without you having known about it, you know. So this is one of the things as, as us Muslims, as no, normal average Muslims, we should seek knowledge in the sense of um, covering all the foundations of our deen and uh, to prevent mm. um, from us being manipulated by people, you know. So it also applies to other, other areas in our lives as well. Basically, seek knowledge in the sense um, that to prevent people from fooling you. So, this one. Uh, like like, uh, like uh, Brother Reza's point, yeah, because if you seek the fundamental knowledge, yeah, then you, then you, it, it uh, kind of like uh, creates a wall for all those uh, uh, typical, uh, scams. typical scam to come to you. But yeah. also, right, if you if you understand, if you learn, and also you practice certain deeds, a certain aspect of the religion, then it will at least. Um, be a, a filter against thirty percent of the scam that's currently ongoing. Yeah, because if right. you look, I, I look in the Australian uh, uh, the government website talks about the ten most famous scam, and oh, I see okay. all of it. If mm. you if you just practice religious uh, Islam uh, values, you'll be protected from it. For instance, sure. it's like a, one of it is a gambling. Uh, this is a famous scam from gambling. Scam uh. from lottery is a famous one as well. Mm. Scam from forex from riba interest uh, uh, investment. It's also uh, it's high on, on the list. Scam on things which, which you need advance payment of things which you don't know you're, what you're paying. Pretty much you're paying on yeah, things sure. which is not tangible. <laughs> so, mm, that's so, also haram. So that's haram. haram. haram yeah. yes. And also yeah. like a, a, a scam on relationship, romantic relationship with women you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things Blind like date. this. Blind These date. five things, if you just follow basic religious uh, <laughs> knowledge, inshallah you'll be protected against this. And these are top five, uh, part of the top 10 scam in Australia. Wow, subhanAllah. <laughs> Actually, another one, If you, I, I love that point. Another one I wanted to add is, I realize in, in US, in, in America, a lot of people also get scammed through fortune-telling scams. Oh, so, like this crystal ah. ball. It's amazing. You think about it, our religion, if you learn Tawheed, it already tells you, if you go to a fortune-teller, even if you don't believe in what they, what they say, your salah is not accepted for 40 days. So, you know, you should stay away far, far, far away from it. If you practice that, inshallah, you'll be protected from that scam. Now you can just focus on these other, you know, other scams. <laughs> That's astrology. Oh, it's a fortune-telling astrology. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Astrology oh. is also, yeah, like horoscopes. These are also, I mean, people do spend money for them. Because and that's also we, a scam. When, when we do our, yeah, um, the topic of career path, Mm. Research in the YouTube uh, to uh, chat, chatter uh, your career path. Mm. You would see uh, chatter your career path uh, by astrology. Wow. Oh, okay. Video. Scan wallet. Scan wallet. Wow. There's a current new uh, famous scam, motivation scam. Yeah. So they tell you like, uh, like you gotta be, you got you gotta own up your destiny. You got you gotta mm. you gotta have good thoughts. All the so it. It's something that you have your good thoughts and your good thoughts will influence your well-being uh, whatever evolves around the world. So in in, uh, yeah. in Islamic principle, that's not that's not that's not right because not correct, everything yeah. is from takdir of Allah. Everything happens from the will of Allah. It's not from 
I think good, something good was going to happen. It's not, yeah. it's never going to happen like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But that is yeah. a growing, uh, uh, is, is, is gaining traction in the internet, uh, this kind of scam to motivate people by just thinking that your good thoughts, your good uh, vibes is going to influence goodness in, in everything in this world. So, yeah. that's, that's like what's, what's written in the book called The Secret Yeah. So it's like it's like what what you well. what you think of oh, it yeah? will you will yes. attract it and then you will be uh you will get it so just because you are thinking of it all the time but subhanallah when you learn about the fundamentals of the religion like the the usul, opposite way right you know that this things is basically false you know and uh, <laughs> subhanallah it's it's so much uh, about million millionaire millionaire minds yeah Oh. And also, I think one one way to to protect ourselves is to uh, surround ourselves with positive uh, people. Uh, choose your friends. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can be, you can have good akhlaq. You fair to everybody, but make sure those you have a clear line to distinguish. But who are your friends and who are your acquaintance and who are normal normal public people? Yeah, and, and what's uh, and because by having that segregation, then you know, then you know what sort of information you can trust or what information you should be more cautious about. Yeah, and, and the criteria to choose those friends are based on what the prophet has has uh, taught the 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 the, the sahabat, yeah. the companion. Uh, having said that, uh, uh, brother Ame, I heard uh, one of the things that uh, Ustaz Abdul Rahman Hassan he said in one of his uh, videos, said that uh, do not only surround yourself with uh, with positive people, but also surround yourself with negative people as well. But what he means by that is uh, surround yourself with negative people. Who actually, you know, give you, uh, you know, tahdir of some as uh, tahdir. How do you say tahdir? Honest uh, feedback. <laughs> pardon? Honest feedback. <laughs> Honest feedback, or you know, uh, rough, rough, uh, tough love, tough love, tough love, tough love, yeah. or yeah, warn, yeah. warn you, warn you against something, right? So, so this can be, uh, you know, uh, people who uh, always see things in the negative side of things, right? So. What so uh, when when you have those kind of people as well in your in 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 in, in your proximity, you might uh, you might you might think that oh okay well, this guy said uh, okay this is negative so I I you you yourself need to abstain from these things. But as uh, as he said, if you are if you only surround yourself with people who are positive, then you 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 it's hard for you to see you know the bad things that are coming your way coming uh, mm. yeah. This is what he said. So uh, I think there's some truth in that, uh, and it and that can also come from a positive uh, positive person. So uh, it it depends on how you view it. Allahu alam. Yes. Yeah. Another one. Another advice I want to share is I want to build on the point that Shami mentioned is about don't deceive people. So the example that was brought by the the hadith was that a person who hide his uh, sales products which are defective. So the solution to that is when we conduct our business or even when it comes to writing our CV, be as honest and straightforward as possible. Don't mask things and don't say things in a way that implies that you know more than what you actually do. So for example, there's something in hadith hadith discipline called tadlis, mudallis. So you will hear this sometimes. This hadith is weak because of this narrator so and so because he's a mudallis. A mudallis is somebody who deceives people with very, how to say Beating around Once. the bush kind of talk. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. So for hiding, example, hiding the facts, you know, like hiding not, not the apparent. facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what the the, <laughs> the example of Shami that mentioned. So, for example, how they will hide the weakness of their narrations is they will say that. So, for example, they will quote a hadith, a famous hadith narrator, 
but they will use names that you know them, but they're referring to somebody else. So let's say, for example, Aziz, his kunya, his, uh, his, his other name is Abu Ammar. So Aziz is a famous hadith narrator, right? Yeah. So I say, I heard from I heard from Abu Ammar. Which Abu Ammar? Hey, you don't know Abu Ammar? I'm referring to Abu Ammar, my my brother or my neighbor. <laughs> Who doesn't study hadith. <laughs> That's a form of deception, actually. And sometimes what they do also, they will hide. Like if they if they know they know a narrator is not so famous, they will when they narrate the hadith, they will say it in very soft words so you don't hear. So all these kinds of things, <laughs> it sounds very silly, but it actually happens even in the field of narrating hadith. So when it comes to things that are outside religion, it's even it's a it's a bigger field now. People the the limits are even more open now. Yeah, so okay. I even hear yeah. people say sometimes, you know, I these these are regular conversations. People say things like, um, "Oh, I'm the student of so and so." But in fact, you just saw a few videos on YouTube. Okay, you study religion. Eh? <laughs> that's, that's also wrong. And so it can be very subtle. Like it can be very things like, for example, uh, oh, of all of the shuyukh I've met, I admire him the most. Oh, you've met so many shuyukh. Mashallah. <laughs> ah, okay. you know what I mean? So another one, like, for example, somebody might say something like, oh, of all Imam Nawawi's books that I've read, I think Rialdo Salehin is the best. So you've read uh, Imam Nawawi's, all of his books, huh? Uh, not all of them, yeah. You know, some of them have not published, and so I read bits and pieces. Of that. <laughs> Anyone can say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's something I, I I really remember this hadith. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, uh, "When you want to do a, a business transaction, be honest about its defects as well." So yeah. when you're honest about the defects, probably the price will go down. But the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that Salam. if you were to be honest, then Allah will give you barakah in it. Burika lahuma. And so yeah. it seems like small, but the value is big in the sight of Allah. And even that small money, that's why some people, they don't have that much money, but they mm. can use so many things with it. That's what yeah. you want from, from what you're dealing yeah. with. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to forging documents, there's no barakah in it. Mm. And one of when you, uh, this hadith that Ashami mentioned, Man uh, if Dr. Bilal Phillips, uh, so the hadith means uh, whoever deceives is not among us. So Dr. Bilal Phillips, he reminded us, how many of us, this oh. is scary, yeah? <laughs> so brace yourself <laughs> how many of us can say for sure we didn't cheat at all in our degree and our high school certificates wow <laughs> if you cheated that means you use a deception to get that degree to get your job so is that job halal or not think about this man. subhanallah think about this man and you know because you see the hadith the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says in one of this hadith that's narrated in uh, the 40 hadith of imam an-nawawi where the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave the example of a man who gave dua and the prophet says how can allah fa'anna yustajabu laha like how can how can allah answer his dua if his food is haram if his clothing is haram and think about it how you earn your money is from haram if you've been cheating in your exam <laughs> how, many of us, how many of us can see oh, for sure I didn't cheat at all I didn't copy anyone's assignment <laughs> it is, yeah, it's include assignments quizzes yeah, um, yeah. looking at your friends answers on assignments <laughs> and what not exactly yeah. man just that glance man just that glance <laughs> May Allah forgive us all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Right, so another one I just wanted to mention as well. So I mean, mentioned about studying uh, not religious knowledge, but one of the things also we should upgrade our practical knowledge as well. We should understand how these scammers work, especially the big thing now is cyber security. 
oh, it's big now. So people mm. can, because a lot of things, our information, a lot of our personal data is online. And so sometimes, and you know, we have this tendency to use one username, one username to conquer them all, one password to conquer them all, <laughs> the same password <laughs> of your bank account, <laughs> you know? So yeah, if yeah, all yeah. they need to do is just find that one password, khalas, they have access to your entire life. Mm. So you know, simple things like this, if we, at least we upgrade ourselves. Now, bear in mind, these guys are professionals. And what I mean professionals is they always upgrade their knowledge. Mm. So when mm. you do something, they will try and up you up one further. And so you yeah. have to up oneself further as well. So uh, yeah. not to feel fear that these guys are like super intelligent. No, they, they will make mistakes. It's been, it's been proven before. But you need to be on your toes. You need to understand how the, the techniques and how to protect yourself. And you also need to know your consumer rights. And that verification point is very, very important. So as somebody highlighted, just now, I can't remember who, but you, they will pose themselves as authority figures. This is very, very famous, right? The Macau scam, I believe. I think Shami mentioned that, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They will pose themselves as tax collectors. Now, mm. this is something I, I learned. Very, very interesting, very simple thing. Just verify it with the right sources. So the, the inland the revenue board, they have clear contact numbers. Just call them. Give them your, 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 your identification. They can tell you. And what I find very interesting also when it comes to professional certifications, by the way, one of our friends actually, he he was about to employ somebody. He found out that that person forged documents. Oh, and those, oh. the, the, the expiry date of his document was exactly the same expiry date as you see in the Google, uh, Google search. Of the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not very smart. But, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, what that taught me was when he, he told me to verify because he wanted to check somebody who had the certification project management professional. I, I, I just knew then that website, the certifying bodies, actually you can check the registered professionals. You can check the registration numbers and their full names. So you can actually do that. So that's something that uh, a good thing that we should do. We can always verify it back to the sources. So even if you, for example, you get a call center, right? So this is a very common scam these days. They will say that they are from Apple or they are from uh, Google or whatever, say that your account has been compromised. And so, you know, you need to call this number. You can always look online. What does that number represent? Simple things like that. So, I mean, there, there are so many uh, skills that we can learn and I don't think we have time to go into them. But the point is that you have to always learn. Like, don't be complacent about what you already know. In fact, if you right. think that you know, these guys will, will play on what you already know to use it against one up. They're always but, ahead but, of the game. Yeah. <laughs> also, one thing to, to avoid being scammed, yeah, is if you try to limit your private uh, information on mm. social media, especially. Yeah? Oh, yes. Don't post, yeah, yeah, don't post photos of Absolutely. family whatsoever. Try to be as, as, uh, as, as boring as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Not safe. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't keep on updating. Uh, this is where I'm going here. I'm going to go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do not do yeah. that. Yeah, do not tell how many family members you have in, in, your, in your social media. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can do that in your, in your personal WhatsApp with your family members. Yeah, you don't have to... T- not Only essential not, information should go into uh, uh, social media. Any ne- necess- only necessary information. Only. That's yeah. all the essential, the, the important one shouldn't go there. No. Very yeah. good. Yeah. So we'll be praying on that. Right. I think one and, one one more yeah. important important point how to in how to avoid scam is we should be alert to the fact that scammers are exist right before we have to acknowledge them we, yeah? we have to acknowledge them but because some we know some people are too to mm. idealistic very <laughs> idealistic mm. very positive thinking yeah. they they don't want to trust that the, the scammers are exist. Mm. So I think yeah. the first thing is we need to be alert that the scammers are exist and we should know who we are dealing with 
in in detail, especially in business transaction or any ah, any request from them that uh, requires our details or or money. Right. On that on that note, I think um, yeah, it's it's really important as well to know that it exists. Scammers exist, and it not scam scams do not only happen to people, but it can also happen to you, your, you yourself. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Some, sometimes also, we yeah. yeah, because we we have been uh, reading and hearing news about people getting scammed, but uh, rest assured that it can happen to you as well. Because what, we, we what, what tends right? to happen, yeah, what tends to happen is that when the scams or the uh, uh, you know scammers uh, are trying to scam you, and you actually fell for it, well, yeah. uh, when when someone comes to you and and say that, oh, uh, don't you think this is a scam? What uh, what 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 might what, what what might happen is that you would deny the fact that you are being scammed because oh, how can how can I be scammed? Yeah, these people, you know, I I know him, I can verify verify yeah, the, the, the yeah. things that he say. And mm. this is actually a double standard uh, thing that you have set up for you, you and the rest of the people. It's like, what yeah. was the difference between you and the rest? You, you, mm-hmm. you are also prone to scams, like the others. The others yeah, I've also. Been there, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, been there, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah because I've, I've I've seen this firsthand. You know, um, people they keep on the uh, this this person. He he, you know, he he deliberately denies denies oh, in the denial. fact that. Yeah, he's right, in denial. Yeah. But when scams happen to other people, say, oh, should should have uh, you know should should have you know really look into it. Should, should, uh, he should have done research, you know. But uh, he he himself is being scammed. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Understand. So just speaking out of that point as well, like now we know how the notice operandi of how the scammers work. Basically, knowing your uh, faults, knowing your weakness, studying it, and using it against you. A simple thing that we can do uh, as individuals and as a community as well is just to to know our weak points and to know what triggers your, for example, what triggers your emotions, ah, what yeah, makes yeah, you yeah, act yeah, yeah. impulsively, so that you are aware That's of true. this. Yeah. And in the sense that when people try to take advantage of that weak point, you already know, okay, so this is something yeah. that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. One thing so, should be report to the authority, right? <laughs> yes. Course, very important. Very this important. Is something yeah. that people are. I think embarrassed to do. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, true. yeah they don't yeah, want to be seen as caliber and so on, right? Mm, yeah, ego. Yeah, yeah. Because rep- reputation actually is one of the most valued parts of our identity. So yeah. uh, when <clears throat> usually these things happens to people, um, their first instinct is that oh, I don't want to look bad, so uh, I don't do anything at all. Don't report it right. because uh, you know, it's, humans as humans, we place a lot of value on our reputation, basically. Yeah, just so, sweep it under the rug. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I just I just yeah. read uh, mm. news this morning that uh, in Malaysia we we have a businessman, cosmetic businessman, who is actually a Datuk Sri, uh, was a drug dealer. Subhanallah. Wow. Subhanallah. Drug dealer. Wow. He always show his lavish life to the in media social, but mm. now he's yeah, I think it's five million worth of um, methamphetamine. Wow. Yesterday, yesterday. Wow. Subhanallah. Yeah, the thing is also we can we, reporting is definitely there, but we should also share it with other people as well. You know, social mm-hmm. media, it's mm-hmm. not something that we should be ashamed of because we need to protect other people. You see, one of the things I think about is something that may seem obvious to us may not be obvious to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have different knowledge, you know. So they, some of them, for example, when I started to study for this discussion today, a lot of these things I I just knew now. 
Like, oh, these guys are so intelligent the way that they can figure it out, right? So I'm thinking, like, if I didn't know this last week, there are probably a lot of people who are on the same boat as me. So we should have that kind of compassionate thinking to help other people. And also one of the things that I, I feel to help this in society, we shouldn't demonize and we shouldn't condescend people who have been victims of scams. So one of the th- things, I don't agree when people use the word in Malay, deeper bodohkan, fooled. Yeah. Mm. Because that word is actually, especially in Malay culture, when you say somebody is bodoh or stupid, it's actually very, very offensive. And if you say yeah. that, oh, these people have been, uh, you know, stupefied in a way, it, they, are they going to come out now? Because they now they're ashamed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, should, we should not have this. And in fact, you know, it's it's interesting, like, recently we had this Me Too movement, people who are sex, oh, yeah. uh, victims of uh, harassment. And the thing is, we we are preaching, you know, they shouldn't have this this stigma against them. They should come out and tell people and warn people. And so suddenly, this if that can happen, definitely for this case as well. Because con artists, they bank on your sympathy. They mm-hmm. bank on your sympathy yes. and also your shame. Uh, they're very, very smart mm-hmm. on that. Smart. Smart. Yeah, I think I really like the point, but Reza mentioned don't act on emotions because they, they do thrive on that. Whether you're sad, you're vulnerable. It's one of the things, very, very simple scams is that they will go through your social media account and they will find something they will build on it. So is that, for example, oh, you really like this one, don't you? Yeah. And, and then you see, the thing is, as human beings, we like what's familiar to us. You think yes. about this, huh? it's a very interesting <laughs> experiment by a, it's a very interesting experiment in social psychology in Stanford University. The, the professor placed this guy who was wearing a black bag in class. Black bag, doing nothing else. Just sitting there. So, so everyone was afraid of this guy. What is this? What is, what is he doing here? What is he doing here? But after some time, people started to get curious. And after some time, it became like a pop. Everyone wanted to be his friend. He didn't do anything. Oh. <laughs> this guy with a black bag, he's just there. So they knew this. They they understand familiarity is something that they can prey on. You see, the thing is, we can see that with our children as well. When sometimes you meet a relative that your children they are not familiar with, sometimes they are not warm up to them yet. They're like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want. But you you hang yeah. out after one hour, two hours. They're like, okay, I think I get the hang of it now. It's basic human instinct. <laughs> and they know this. All they need is just some time and then they'll go in for the kill. They won't do it in day one. So we have to right. be uh, careful. We have to be aware of it, as, as you said. We have to recognize that people have the genuine capacity to do harm. I have caught people scamming in Masjid al-Haram. <laughs> I'm not even I police. Know. I can see that happening in my own eyes. Somebody who's <laughs> pretending to be a war victim and suddenly he's, get, he's going to these uh, Malaysian jama'ah because Malaysians are known to be generous. I don't want to say gullible, generous. <laughs> so known to be generous. He's going around Malaysian, jama'ah one after another. So I keep an eye on him. One day, Qadrullah sits right in front of me, sits down, counts his money. Counts his money, put his pocket, goes up. <laughs> he's been doing that. He actually has a stack of money. Subhanallah. So I know, first my impression was like, you lie in the, in the, the Masjid al-Haram in front of the Kaaba. That's preposterous. Ah, uh, no, my friend. No, you have to recognize people have the capacity to do harm. Don't, don't be naive on that. Yeah, that's true. Right, another one is as well, you know, remind, remind ourselves is that don't be deceived by quick wins. This is what a lot of schemes do. They promise something a lot in a, a very short amount of time. And in fact, if you think about the religious schemes, uh, religious scams as well, they, they offer things that will make you, they they prey on the fact that you feel guilty for not doing much for religion. Mm. So at yeah. least, yeah. you know, at least you get a feel 
of the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. At least do something. Uh, Don't even wake up for tahajjud. Uh, go get some feel lah uh, kan. You know? <laughs> They provide a service, uh, uh, a shortcut to Jannah. Exactly. <laughs> Remember the scam a few years ago? They call it valet doa. Remember? Oh, oh. Ah, awesome scam, right? You pay them money, they make doa for you in front of Kaaba, so they take a video of you. Yeah, he didn't apologize. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways that people can do it. Subhanallah. I think one of the things as well. I just want to go remind myself as well. Don't go on a witch hunt. Don't just because people are trying to be nice to you. Don't call them out. Say this is a conatist. That that's not also something that's taught in our religion. When you see some signs, when the person has been Definitely caught. You have to expose them, right? That's your civil responsibility. But at the same time, don't go around accusing people. So mm. that's also something very important. You need to have sub. Uh, you need you need to have uh, substantial proof yeah, we need to before you proof. can actually mm-hmm. say and call out on them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny. I I just read a uh, a classic book, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh. There is this one episode that the the sidekick, Doctor Watson, right? Uh, They were on the way to the to the to the scene, and his psychic asked, "Why, uh, why, why aren't you thinking about the case?" He was just speaking about music, about what what theater he he was he he went he went was uh, he he talked anything uh, outside anything about the case, the 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 uh, the murder, and and he said, "If we make theory." Without complete evidence, our judgment may be biased. Oh. Wow! Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he don't want to say anything wow. about it yet before mm. he get uh, evidence. Because when when we when we already have a, our own theory or we we already, <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, articulate it, and we found that <laughs> the evidence just uh, not what we we theory, but we will uh, make the evidence to fit our th- uh, the first theory uh. that. We have right. Ah, Subhanallah. Wow. It's like the cognitive dissonance before. Ah, mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> to fit yeah, yeah. in. <laughs> to fit in. Yeah. Subhanallah. Confirmation bias. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I also want to remind ourselves that if we have been victims, we don't, don't don't feel regret. Right. It's something that Allah has destined for you. Just think about moving forward from there. And also, one of the things I want to remind ourselves is that because you know people, one of the things that they have in common is that they play multiple roles. And as we mentioned, that so do we. So what we want to strive is we want to be the best person in private, better than what people see. That's important. So don't don't have a if if you want this this double life thing. What's important is that you are better than what people see you. Uh, that's very. That that was a testimony that was for Omar and Khattab. Inshallah. Inshallah. And uh, actually, last but not least, I, something quite interesting. I I I uh, realize uh, in the way we treat our the way we raise our children. You see, small things like, for example, my son, he's two years old now. He discovered that if he's nice to certain people, he can get certain things. So oh. if he's nice to his grandma, he will get certain junk food that normally his parents won't give. <laughs> <laughs> if yep. he's nice to this uncle, he can get some screen time, but normally yeah. his father won't give him. Yeah, he yeah. knows, right? Uh, <laughs> ah, so yes, like my daughter. Yeah. Ah, so you see, yeah, we, it, it sounds very silly, isn't it? But if you think mm. about it, what are you teaching them? So for I remember one day we we were we were telling our son, like, be nice to your uncle. You know, if you if not, you cannot get this. I thought, hey, 
this is wrong, man. We shouldn't say this because now he's going to be nice so that he can get that stuff. So we are actually training them to to go and think like these uh, manipulators. So do we? We should be very mindful about how we communicate with our children, uh, what what they can get for what they are treating us. Uh, subhanallah. <laughs> subhanallah. And uh, sahih, actually, sahih. Uh, one more thing interesting. You know that story about Captain Void that I told you in the very beginning of the discussion? You know what happened to him? Nine days after he stole the money, he got caught. Oh. Easy. He just got okay. nine days. Then he's just drinking coffee, uh, drinking his tea, I think. Then he got caught. Then he goes to court. And then he basically was exposed that his story was he was an ex-convict. He couldn't find a job. He couldn't find a house. That's why he cannot find a job. So he became, basically his story was he was a victim of society. He had to do what he did just to survive. So the judge said, no, what you did is wrong. I'm still going to sentence you to prison. Sentence, close. You know what the judge said? Okay, so he finished his role as a judge. Then he told this guy, his name is Void. Young man, I pity you. Do you need any help? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he, fooled, he fooled the judge. <laughs> that guy, his name is Wilhelm Voigt. You can actually look him up. Today, he's a folk hero in Germany. Oh, wow, <laughs> he even have really? a statue erected for him. So he went to prison, feigned a good, good, uh, good, good manners, good morals. He went out, he was a folk hero and people were sponsoring him. People give him free food. So you look at it. So, look at the long, long con that he played. Huh? So he fooled them. He fooled the military just for that four thousand marks. But now he fooled the whole world. Subhanallah. <laughs> Subhanallah. So, so he, he stuck with his story so, and doubled down. Huh? <laughs> he doubled down on that. Oh, right? So we should definitely double down efforts to protect ourselves and protect the ummah. And remember, we're not in this alone. We have to help others in their journey as well to protect them, um, because uh, maybe there are some people who may still be vulnerable. So let's let's play our part as a community to prevent this disease of frauds. Inshallah. Say inshallah. Inshallah. Okay. So I think that that ends our discussion for today. So Jazakumullah Khairan. Thank you very much. For everyone. จะสักมุลลาฮ์ขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณครับขอบคุณ
<laughs> oh, mashallah. Okay, okay. That was very good, mashallah. Very good, very good. Uh, Shahmi, anything to add? Uh, mashallah, what uh, brother Ame uh, concluded was uh, everything and more than what I wanted to say. Uh, Alhamdulillah. So uh, I just want to add a tiny bit. So when we see these camps happening around, uh, you know, uh, whether it be, whether it be our family or ourselves even, or our, uh, or our friends and acquaintances, we as Muslims we are we are required to prepare ourselves so that we won't be we won't be falling into the same trap again in the future. So we need to we need to actually uh, equip ourselves with the right knowledge. Uh, the practical knowledge and the knowledge of the deen uh because as the prophet said he uh, just what just as brother faisal said earlier uh the prophet said he's uh he said uh, the mu'min the believer do not uh, does not uh, fall into the same hole twice so this this is an encouragement from all, uh, our prophet to actually uh to to get learn that wisdom from, from to learn from the mistakes of others and from ourselves you know, mm. and 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 to you know to to have that wisdom you know just generally to have that wisdom to be wise in everything that right. we do so yeah inshallah we we have to we have to hold on into that uh, onto that inshallah yeah so that's all i have okay very good inshallah uh, reza yeah just to summarize mashallah great points uh so just i guess in that sense, like to protect ourselves from scams, uh, we should seek knowledge and get to know what uh, open points that they, the scammers can get to us by knowing our weak points. And also most importantly is uh, seek uh, protection uh, with Allah because in the end, uh, Allah pro provides tawfiq and then um, he will be the one who protects you from any harm. So. That's the most important thing. Uh, make dua and uh, basically protect yourself through knowledge and knowing yourself and knowing what's what's going on out there. So, uh, at the same time, not being paranoid. Uh, treat everything in its with its uh, right uh, in its, in the right place. So basically, treat everything and judge it by its uh, apparent. Uh, let's say. Uh, what is apparent about it and inshallah if you have the knowledge enough knowledge uh, you you can know what is uh, a scam and what is a the real thing so um, so yeah it's, it's for me okay, maybe one last good. bit sorry sure, sure. Uh, can, yeah. can i add one last bit yeah, uh, yeah, with definitely. regards to with regards to uh, what has happened uh, with the prophetic artifact exhibition right we need to understand that the prophet sallallahu did not did not leave us with any tangible tangible items that we can actually do seek blessings with anymore so what did the mm. prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam left us with he said he said uh, clearly in the hadith he said taraktu fikum amraini lan tadillu ma tamassaktum bihima kitabullah wa sunnati wa sunnata nabiyhi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that i have left i have left two matters with you o muslimin as long as you hold on to these two things, you will not go uh, astray. So what are those things? The book of Allah, Al-Quran, and the Sunnah of His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, yeah, so these are the two things that we have to hold on to, not, not some beard, 
not some uh, you know uh, clothes or uh, sandals or whatnot. So if we have we have to stick onto to this two of these uh, very important things, inshallah. Yeah, in other words, inshallah. substance over form, isn't it? Substance over form. Yeah. Substance, <laughs> of, substance over form, inshallah. Very good, very good, inshallah. So last but not least, I just like to remind all of us. Uh, one of the things, just just remind us to have sabar, to have patience in this time. So what does it mean by sabar? Number one, be patient and remain calm when scammers try to do something, and always be rational into thinking what you should do and what you should act upon next. Be calm, be have patience in resisting offers that look too good to be true, because as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. It looks too good to be true. It probably is. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another one is uh, have patience in consulting others, getting the right facts before you act. Uh, have patience uh, during a time when you're not scammed to proactively learn about the how how to protect yourself. Okay. And also, be patient if you have been have sabar if you have been a victim of scams to accept the color of Allah and move from there. And have patience not to get emotional as well. So if you've been burned or if you have been a victim of some sort, don't allow this to turn you in the other direction and make you withhold yourself from amal salih. So that's for me. And so as Allah says, yeah, Oh, who you who believe, seek help from salah, uh, sorry, with the prayer and patience. Inna mm-hmm. That Allah is with the patient. So, Alright, so Jazakumullah Khairan. Hanakallahumma wa bihamdik wa nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Thank you and Jazakumullahu Khairan for spending time with us on this episode. We really hope that you've benefited from this discussion and that you've learned something that can help you improve your life and the people around you. If you did learn something new, don't forget to love for others what you love for yourself and share about this episode and this podcast to your loved ones and those who you know can benefit from these lessons. And by doing so, also earn your share of the rewards in the hereafter, inshallah. In the spirit of continuous improvement, please do reach out to us over at our social media platforms at Facebook and Instagram if you have any comments, feedback and suggestions for the team. Last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the Baraka Effect podcast on our YouTube and our podcast platforms as this will greatly help support our cause and get the word out to other like-minded, awesome individuals such as yourself. Until next time... Barakallahu feekum.